Celtic warrior crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney, our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecarbon.com. If you ever doubted the dedication of myself and Paul Fitzpatrick to this podcast, today is the proof of the pudding. It's scorching outside, we reckon it's about 25, 26 degrees, but we still drag ourselves into the studio to record this weekly podcast to bring you all the news on the world of GA in Cavan. Paul, you're sweating? I'm sweating, Damien, uh, on my sweat patches. Uh, any, anyway, you're you're uh, you're you're here and you're ready and able to digest all of the the action that went on in the last while, or looking ahead, I suppose more importantly to the action that's coming up this Sunday evening. Cavan Miners taking on Monaghan in the quarter final of the Ulster Championship, the very last Ulster Minor Championship. Cavan had a big win over Monaghan in uh, up in Killincare in the league stages of the minor. Um, Ulster Minor League this year but from what I'm hearing it was definitely a case of Monaghan not showing their hand that day Yeah that's the exact quote that John Brady had in the Anglo set this week he said Monaghan clearly weren't showing their hand and only three or four of the Monaghan fellas who played against Cavan in the, in the league section uh, lined out against Fermanagh in the championship so that says it all Monaghan knew they were playing Cavan didn't want to show anything and uh, so Cavan had a big win now the the good thing about that is Cavan noted that they only beat a shadow Monaghan team, so it's not like they're lulled into a false sense of security. But they've gone out against a Monaghan team uh, with the same management in the in the Monaghan jerseys and they've beaten them, and it has to be worth something to you that you've 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 beaten them. You know that that uh, you can compete with Monaghan a Monaghan team, but it won't be the Monaghan team. Isn't it? Isn't it very funny? There's more mind games go on at minor level than there is at senior level. Like when. Cavan played Monaghan in the in the uh, National Football League earlier on in the year. It wasn't a case of Cavan going, oh, hold on, now we, we'll, we'll not play him because we'll be meeting them in championship. But, you know, at minor level, it's very much a case of, oh, we'll, we'll keep our hand to ourselves here. Cavan have a very bad record in that Ulster minor league. Horrendous record. You know, I can never remember them winning it. I remember them making a the final way back yeah. in, in the mid-90s. Um, and they the made one in 2006 2000, 2000 2000 was or it? was it 99 99 or 2000 anyway in, in, uh, in, in the Ulster final in the minor in, in the minor, minor league. league yeah so Cavan have a very bad record in that so I was glad to see them um, taking it seriously this year I'm not saying they don't take it seriously in other years but they were putting out strong enough sides in it this year and trying to win games I think that's important like nothing beats winning games I was just rereading Mickey Hart's autobiography during the week and um, he mentioned that back in, in 2003 they got all the players in for a meeting and they asked them all privately to mark from 1 to 10 what they felt their chances were of winning the All-Ireland 
and when they brought them all back together and they said be honest you know don't just just put in an eight because that's what we want to hear or a nine and the average was was six and so they looked at that and said okay so they're not confident that we're going to win this all Ireland how do we improve that and they said the only way we can improve that is winning games mm-hmm. so that's when Mickey Hart decided um, this Tyrone policy of we win every game we enter no matter what it is be it the Mechanic Cup no matter what it is Tyrone want to win every game they enter and look at Tyrone have won, have won three all Ireland since then and are winning a lot of underage as well so I always think put your best foot forward so that, that's what Cavan did in the league and it was our old friends Tyrone who beat Cavan <laughs> in the semi-final but um I think Cavan were right to go out and win that game against Monaghan. Look, it's not going to have any bearing, but it can't do you any harm to go out and beat them. Yeah, definitely. Look, and most people won't have uh, won't have much knowledge of the minor team here. Who who are the players that they should be watching out for? Uh, the fellow who impressed me when I saw them. Now, to be honest, I only saw them that one game in the. I would be familiar with some of those players from underage games in the last few years. The fellow who impressed me most was Rory Corn from Swanland Bar. Uh, his brother Chris is. Cliftonville soccer player and plays Gaelic for Swad and I, he's a fella that I think we both agree Damien would be on the Cavan panel if he wasn't for his soccer commitments he's a great athlete and uh, Rory is cut from the same cloth very fast good athlete and good ball skills I don't know does he have a soccer background as well but he's a very good striker with the ball off the ground mm. um, he's he's one um, my own club man Sean Martin is under 17 but he's expected to to be on the 20, to 24 I think for Sunday and he's a, he's another good player. Shawnee Kogan from Rammers, another one. Um, the fullback Paddy Mead was also fullback on the team last year, and he's a good solid player from Kingscourt. Um, Philip Rogers, the wing halfback, he started last year as well. And then around the middle, you have two massive fellas. Actually, if you wanted to, if you're going in there with a program and you just, you don't know these players and lads to look out for, you'll notice these fellas because it's James Smith for Crushlaw and Ronan Patterson from from Rammer, and they're both huge big lads. Look like seniors, six foot two or three high fielders powerful fellas and uh, they're going to give Cavan you'd hope a bit of a platform the other man who's still under 17 is is Shane Hanley from Munch Connacht who's another huge lad and a good player we've talked about him before on the podcast so you have Oshin Pearson there as well from, from Gauna who's a left footer and he's capable of magic things with the ball mm. so they, they looked at, on paper to have a good team um, had good success at under 16 level I think that, that Jerry Riley tournament there has to be a little bit of an asterisk beside that because I, I just don't know how strong that tournament is. The, the, the thing that weakens it is I don't think you're playing a full-strength Dublin team in it when you come up against Dublin. So you're beating Mead, Westmead, you know, Wicklow. Um, it, I don't think it's a it's a massive benchmark, that tournament. But Cavan did win it a few times in, in the last few years and you, these fellas would have been coming through from it. So I think all in all, they have a good team. Uh, John Brady has a good record in the recent years. Um, and I think they'll be right there. Monaghan have won that Bunkrana Cup, which is probably a better tournament than the than the Jerry Riley. They've won that three times in a row. It's the under six. It's sort of an under sixteen Ulster Championship played up in Bunkrana. Yeah, but it's it, it's a one day tournament or maybe a two day tournament. Yeah, you play off to get through to the the second part of it. There, it's a two day if you get through. So yeah, yeah. Look, it's kind of a two day blitz type thing. Blitz. But that's the word I was looking for. It's a blitz. I I I, I wonder. Is that a, a good gauge of... Well, I suppose maybe it's a good gauge of skill. Well, I think it's a better gauge just because, again, you're talking about counties like Tyrone who who go out to win these things and put their best foot forward. Yeah. So I think that's better than playing, with all due respect, the likes of Wicklow or teams like that who, who do generally don't compete at the latter end of these competitions in their own province. But 
I think I think Cavan are in a pretty good place. They've home advantage, um, and it's interesting. It's the last year of the minor championship because Cavan actually have an appalling record in the Ulster minor championship. Going back, okay, we've won thirty nine seniors. I think the minor championship started in the late twenties or early thirties. We, I think we've only won it five times. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. I think they won. They won. Two All Irelands in the late thirties, back to back. I think it was thirty seven, thirty eight. They won in fifty nine, and they won in seventy four in two thousand eleven. That's it. Yeah. So it's mad that we've such a poor record in that. Like, like okay, our senior record isn't setting the world alight in the last fifty odd years at senior level, but our our minor records the, the deplorable. Like, so um, it's overdue that we that we'd win a couple, and we're not going to win a couple. But if we get to win one, geez, it'd be great. Yeah, well, it'll be a good. It'll be a good start, anyway. I suppose just when you did highlight the uh, the Jerry Riley tournament, I, I presume then from what you're saying, you'd you'd agree with Cavan's decision to not enter it this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I probably would. Yeah, in for, in the sense that you know they've they've beaten Dublin in that competition a couple of times, and it didn't come through for last year's minors. That team two years beforehand had beaten Dublin, and. Uh, that was on the front page of our paper in the Celtic because we thought, Jesus, Dublin were at the time at senior level and winning everything and we thought, this is a huge thing. And there was a great response. We had a photograph of the presentation of the Cup to Thomas Edward Donoghue on the front page. But in hindsight, I was talking to a, to a parent at one of those games, a Dublin parent, and I was saying to him, look, is this is this the strongest Dublin team? And he didn't want to run down the team because his son was on it. But the impression I got from talking to him was that they have a huge pool of players, maybe 80 or 100 players in development squads at that age group and it's a sample of them but it's not necessarily the best 20 that they bring down for that so um, you know the problem with it is it might lull you into a false sense of security mm. there's no perspective being put on it but I, I, I have to say I disagree with the with the idea of not entering it for the simple reason that it was games it was like you can train a team 100 times in a year but until they play, put on a jersey together and play against another coloured jersey, you don't know where they lie. And I just, I think it was the opportunity to play games. And maybe they're going to replace the Jerry Riley by playing a lot of challenge matches or something like that, which which might be of more benefit. But I definitely think the number of games that it got was an advantage. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand that logic. But I'd have to say when you look back through it. Cavan have had great success in the Jerry Riley. They had great success in the Father Manning Cup when they were when they were entering that competition, and it hasn't come through at minor level really. Yeah. We've only won it once in forty odd years, so I think I don't think it's it's any harm to try something different, especially with the under seventeen coming in. I I think it's worth trying because yeah. the under sixteen success hasn't been coming through, and I think it, my gut feeling is that it's it's a sign that that those competitions are not strong. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. I suppose it's um, it's a uh, Something that that's worth trying. If you have, if it's if it's not working, then you try something different, and at least they're, they're trying something different. Um, so best of luck to Cavan Miners, to John Brady, and all the management team, and to the Miners this coming Sunday. Monaghan coming to Kingspan Breffney Park. Uh, throw in is at seven p.m. and there's full live commentary of that game on Northern Sound Radio. Um, moving on to Cavan Seniors, and as they prepare for Monaghan in a couple of weeks' time. Sorry, three weeks' time. Um, Paul, you've seen the, the Monaghan game at the weekend. I think you were watching it. Uh, Monaghan looked very good last 15, 20 minutes, especially against Fermanagh. Yeah, they, 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 they looked to me like they were 
sort of playing within themselves. It was one of those games where they always knew they would win and they were waiting for something to happen. And fairness for man, I pulled it up to them, played very defensively and um, st- stayed with them, you know, for a long time. But um, Monaghan needed a spark, they needed a flashpoint, a little row or a goal or something just to liven them up. And it happened when they brought Owen Duffy on and he just injected something. Mm-hmm. And they kicked a couple of points, maybe three points in about a minute or a minute and a half. And that was it then. They, they, it gave them a the little bit of daylight and they found their groove. And plus Fermanagh's heads dropped. And sure, they kicked points for fun then. It was shooting practice after that. And if it had to go on another 10 minutes, they'd have racked up another seven or eight points. So I think Monaghan are in a good place. I think up before now, you could have made the argument that there were maybe, you know, 14 workhorses and a and one absolutely shining light shining light brilliant scoring forward which there's a shortage of them in the game in general like and um, if you had taken that scoring forward who was Conor McManus out of it it would have weakened them an awful lot now they've got they have got through a couple of natural scorers like McCarran is a natural scorer McCarthy's a natural scorer so that's that's the one thing they needed you know more than anything and yeah. that's what they've got like they needed another forward just as much as Cavan did needed a scoring forward because they're they're aiming for higher things to be honest. Like we're we are desperately craving the Ulster title. They've got two of them. They're they're aiming to go on and win games at Crow Park. And uh they've got their forward now. They've got mm. two two forwards and um you know if you were to if you were to construct a model of a team that that wins in All Ireland or wins the Ulster Championship, there's a few standard points that you have to have. You have to have a very good goalkeeper, you have to have a very good free taker. You have to know who your best forward is and who your next best forward is. And that that's I know that sounds simplistic. But if you look through any team that's won it on Ireland in the last few years, you know, in, in pick a random team like pick Armagh in, in two thousand two. You know, they had um, Ronan Clark, Stephen McDonald, Ronan Clark, Stephen or McDonald. even Ocean McConville. Well, he was their free taker. You know, they had yeah, yeah. Benny Tierney and goals. You know, th- there are certain mainstays that you need to have in, in your team, and Cavan don't have that. Um, we have a very good goalkeeper. We don't have a very reliable free taker at the minute. We don't have. We don't know where all the scores are going to come to. Who's our marquee forward? Who's our man that's going to get 30 40 percent of our scores? We don't know really. So we're hoping some man's going to step up in the championship. Monaghan have settled all that. So when you've got all that, you remember the chance. It reminds me of going for a golfing lesson. There's so many things can go wrong, but the the, the pro said to me, "Get your stance right, and get your stance right, and get your grip right." And there's only so much that can go wrong. You know, and so it's the same you take with them two variations away. Anything can happen, but you you get your good goalkeeper. So so important. You get you get your free taker. You get your your go to man up front and his sidekick. After that, there's only so much can go wrong. You've yeah. got you've got the the bones, and then you just put the rest of them are, are the meat on it. With Cavan, you know we're still looking for a couple of bones. So look look <laughs> look at analogy. let's look at the bones. Uh, Cavan at the minute, the injury list as uh, well known. Obviously, it caused last round of all county football leagues to be called off last weekend but looking through it from what we're hearing and none of this being official information but Killian Clark, Dara McVitie, Rory Dunn, Jerry Smith, you know, all all with in injury woes at the minute. And I think in total the number I'm hearing is nine players at the minute. You know, it's it's an awful lot of players to be to be trying to prepare for a Monaghan game and and not have them lads on the training field. Oh, look, it's it's dreadful. Like if the stories are coming out, 
you know, it goes back to something Terry Highland said as well. It's never as bad as you hear, and it's never as good as you hear as well. Like so, there, you, yeah. like you know, someone did say to me during the week, "Are we going to have a panel of players at all?" Like he was messing, but that's nearly the way the thing is going. Like especially when you hear Cavan pulling out of the the Leinster Junior with injuries that don't want to risk their senior panelists. You know, all these yeah. little things. I don't think it's probably as bad as they're letting on, but it's probably not good either. And um, you know, if if we were to lose any more key men. Like if Garoge McCarron or Touchwood was going to get injured, or um, Ray Galligan, or, or um, you know, there's a few other key mm. fellas on the team. Like you're going to be in trouble because yeah. you look through the Cavan team at the minute, and at full strength, you know, you're still going in a little bit in hope rather than expectation because there are a few fellas that are finding their feet at that level. There are a few fellas that have to be absolutely on top form to hold their own at that level. You know. There's not match winners all over the field there. Like you are relying on a few individuals. Um, I don't think we're as strong as last year. That's basically the point I'm getting to. I, I don't think we are. I think we've we've lost a few fellas that have weakened the team from last year. And um, with these injuries now, I don't think we're as, we're in as good a place as we were going into play Armagh last year. And we're playing a better team. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing yet again that David Givney. I've I've heard a rumor that he has been in training. Um, so hopefully that, that that is true because he'd be a massive advantage but um, just to touch on what you said about the juniors and Cavan pulling out of the, the Leinster Junior Championship there's, there's a lot of stories going around about what, what happened here or why we pulled out firstly you know it's a competition that has served Cavan well over the last number of years we won an All-Ireland out of it our first All-Ireland in Many years, nineteen fifty-two. Oh, yeah, what was it? So they won it in two thousand fourteen. Was it sixty-two years? Sixty-two years. Our first actual All Ireland at any level in sixty-two years, and and now we're just opting to pull out of it. It. I thought that was a very strange decision. I th- I thought that competition had served Cavan well. Um, again, you know, you could make the argument like we just made about the under sixteens that that. Um, how many players did we bring through from it? I know on the the junior All Ireland on the team, like the the go to marksmen up front were Endo O'Reilly and Tom Hayes, and the two lads played Paul brilliantly. O'Connor. And Paul O'Connor, like none of them has 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 started a senior championship match for Cavan yet, and that's three years ago, you know, and haven't started a whole pile of league games either. Um, hmm. I know Duffer's on the panel at the minute. I don't Connor Minor, Tom Hayes, Connor Minor was on the team. Like, they were, like Buchanan was on Buchanan. the team. Like there were some good players yeah. on it. Jerry but, Smith. But there were there were players that were coming through the under twenty ones as well, and they were going to, they were coming through anyway. There wasn't like that that, that competition on there at them in itself, um, or or yeah. Well, the argument could be made that it was that that was the extra level. They, they had done well at under twenty one for a long time, but never won in All Ireland. So by getting the All Ireland, it raised another confidence. You know, the argument can be made on that side of it. Well, it could be if if a whole pile of them have come through and established themselves. But a whole pile of them haven't established themselves. Like, um, really, you know, Jerry Smith's in his first year as a starting player on the team. Hasn't started a championship match yet. As I said about the inside forwards, mm. the three main scorers haven't started a championship match. Fergal Riley, fair enough, has come through from it. Um, Just trying to think of the rest of the team. Yeah, James Farley. James Farley. Yeah, like he hasn't nailed down a starting place no. yet. <clears throat> I was at that as you were, and it was a brilliant occasion. It was brilliant, and to, uh, to beat Kerry, as Kevin Heffern and the Dublin manager used to say. When you beat Kerry, it's a double All Ireland because it's yeah they're the they're the Tyrone they're the benchmark they're the benchmark and they 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 really wanted to win that but um, 
I'm, a, I'm playing a devil's advocate here because I would have kept the competition going. I thought, like last year, they lost it, they lost to Longford. Um, but you got a look at players. You know, you did get a look at players, how they linked up with each other and just to see what they were like around the dressing room. It was just a chance to get them in, get them a county jersey and suss them out, see what, see, see what they're made of. like. Yeah. And uh, I think it couldn't have done any harm, but they, they reckon that they couldn't get anyone to take the team, which... Disappointing, really, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, that 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 is what we're hearing. All right, that they couldn't get anyone to take the team, and that none of the county senior panelists would have been available. Um, that that the management weren't going to allow with the injury crisis that's going on at the minute. They weren't going to let them play. But um, I think had you asked somebody in plenty of time, you'd have got somebody to take the team. You know, like from what I've heard, there was a phone call made to. Uh, well, the rumor I heard was that Niall Lynch was asked last week, "Would he take the team?" Or maybe at the end of the previous week, whenever. But all in all, like that's a week to say, "Will you take a team? Will you put together a panel of twenty-four lads and go down to Ockram and and play it on Wednesday night?" It's not enough time to get lads together. You know, I, I think it it could have been it could have been handled better, regardless of what way. Um, you know, who was over the team. If if Matty Midlinen had said that he wasn't going to take the team, then it should have been said a long time ago. And if he and if he left it to the last minute to tell that he wasn't going to take that team, then his knuckles should be wrapped for it because it's a competition, as you say, that that served Cavan well. Like it, I just don't, I don't like what happened. That Cavan were preparing a lot, of, well, not a lot, a number of Cavan people were looking and saying, Jesus. There's that Leinster Championship starting up again. Might get a chance to look at a few players that are in around the panel or that are playing well for their clubs and see what they're liking in Cavan jersey. And it's taken away from them again. I just think it was a lack, maybe a lack of respect for the competition. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But you know, you'd, you'd hope that it's just tunnel vision from the management and their focus is completely set on the Monaghan game. And from that point of view, if we beat Monaghan, we can look back and say everything's forgiven. You know. Because that is the, that is yeah. the ultimate goal for those men. That is their ultimate goal, like, and they'll have dedicated the last eight, nine, ten months to that. But um, as you say, it just reeks of bit a bit disorganised, bit haphazard. You know, ring a fella if that's the case. If that happened, ring a fella a few days beforehand. That's not good enough. Like, um, that should have probably been looked after before. But look, we don't know the ins and outs. We are speculating to an extent, but uh, it's a bit of a disappointment because I know I know there was. A couple of fellas from one club were looking forward to going down and playing. They were asked to play, and then they got they got word. And they only, I think, they only got word in the morning of it. On the morning of it. Well, what I heard was that they saw it on We Are Cavan Twitter. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, well, we were planning on going down and broadcasting the game, and then Mark O'Rourke contacted when he seen the tweet and said, "Look at Cavan aren't entering that competition." And that was the first we had heard about it, which was on the Tuesday, I think. So, so maybe it was the Tuesday these fellas got. That's but I think they, that's a different. It wasn't. It was because of a tweet. So I look. We are speculating to an extent, but it's it's a bit of a disappointment. It's a bit haphazard. And um, look at the weather we've had. It would have been nice to bring down a bunch of lads. Lovely evening for fo- playing football. Suss these lads out and maybe maybe light the fire in them that they'll say, "Geez, I want a bit more of that. I want to try and break into a senior panel next year or whatever it is." Like I can't see the harm in it. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. All right, so. 
Um, so that's about it for this week's McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. I just want to take the opportunity to give you a heads up that the Killing Care with Jamboree is on on the June bank holiday weekend. It's a jam-packed schedule from Saturday. I think actually there's stuff on Friday night as well. But on the Saturday night, there's the uh, there's a play by uh, what's his Seamus O'Rourke, the Cavan, the Course of Cavan. Is it Paul? Have you have you seen this Cavan Course? Yeah, Cavan Course. It looks like it's going to be an absolutely brilliant play. Now, I haven't seen the play before, um, so I'm definitely heading up to that one. Have you seen the player? Is this the first time I think he's... I haven't seen it, but um, I, I'm familiar with Seamus O'Rourke's work, and he's brilliant. He's I recommend it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So it's on on the Saturday night. And then the Sunday, I remember last year being up at the at the Jamboree on the Sunday afternoon, and there was games going on in the field. There was a, a, a play area for children that was just an absolute dream. I wanted to run around on it. It was it was that much fun in it. So it was uh, it was class. There was foot foot golf as well. So there's lots of stuff happening up in Killing Care on the June Bank Holiday weekend. The Sunday will be an absolutely phenomenal day up there, and the Saturday night should be very entertaining with Seamus O'Rourke. So get along to that if you can at all. So thanks a million to Paul Fitzpatrick for his contributions here on the Microvice Super Value GEA podcast, and the best of luck to the Cavan Miners. On Sunday evening, get in and support the Young Guns in Blue this Sunday evening, 7 pm in Kingspan Breffney Park, where to take on the local neighbours there, Monaghan. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend, and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cabin, the newest hotspot in town.